WZQL News for all the latest in sports, news, and sometimes weather. Who else but WZQL? Tune in weekdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays now at 11 p.m. Good afternoon. We interrupt this program to bring you breaking news. A 23-year-old delinquent has just fled the state of Massachusetts to North Carolina over 700 miles away. The man is driving a blue Toyota Matrix and has impulsively decided to leave his family behind, his friends behind, and everything he knows behind to go live in a city with way less people that is way smaller and is the tip of the South. We're getting word that he's doing this because, quote, I want to shuffle the cards and see what comes out. That guy is wild. We now go to our correspondent in the field, Amy Wachasha. Amy, what's going on over there? Thanks, Alvaro. I'm standing here at the toll on the border of Maryland and Delaware, where the 23-year-old delinquent sped his car through the toll easy pass lane without having the easy pass badge. He has since been charged $75 for this infraction, and I am now getting word that he has committed this very same infraction in four other states. If you work at a toll plaza and you see this car, please be warned. This man does not plan on stopping. He is on a mission. Now back to you, Alvaro. Thanks, Amy. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families of the toll booth workers. May they never have to go through anything like this again. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a pleasure. Tuning out. loot score hey what are you doing uh, <clears throat> nothing just uh checking my email what are you doing the narration that you're supposed to be doing then I'm paying you good money oh right 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 <clears throat> meanwhile in North Carolina
Testing, testing, testing. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to get too loud. We want to be right around here. We don't want to be too loud. Get the people upset. Should I be a little bit louder? Is that too much? That could be too much. Let's be right around here. I think that's good. 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 I want to start by talking about the news. The news mentioned a story about me fleeing from Boston, and I wanted to address the really just one particular detail. They said that I sped through the tolls, and um, that was all by accident. I didn't intend to uh, get away with anything or anything like that. I Actually, I really, I made a wrong turn and then I had to loop around after going through the toll and then I was so anxious that I'd made a mistake that I ended up going through the wrong lane and that was what cost me. And I did that in a couple of other states. Um, Again, I think I just got like too close to the toll and then I was like, oh God, I'm already in the easy pass lane. I was like, might as well just go through. They weren't lying about the amount of money I had to pay, though. It was, oh, my God, I had to pay so many tolls, man. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, but anyways, um, the journey down to North Carolina was long. I mean, it was a 12-hour drive. Um, but now that I'm here, it's been a month, a little over a month. And I got a therapist just recently um, because I figured it would be a good idea to have somebody to talk to with this big transition um, and everything. So I met with a therapist and she kind of just let me have the floor um, as most therapists do. And I started just talking about everything I'd been through. And and I remember the second the therapy session started. And I started talking about myself. She, like she asked me to start talking. I, I had a really strong urge to cry. And it wasn't just a one second thing that kind of went away. It got stronger and stronger the more I talked. Um, and it was so intense and I told her about everything and I was basically crying that entire therapy session throughout the, I was talking for about an hour and the entire time I was crying, not like intensely, but I couldn't help but let out tears. And it made me realize because I think throughout this month, I've just kind of gone through everything and it hasn't felt like a lot but when I started talking about it it felt like a lot and it and I almost surprised myself with I guess how much shit I'd been through not that it's like anything crazier than like somebody that's gone through real shit has gone through I mean I literally just went to a new place but it was it was a lot and it kind of made me realize how I, I think sometimes I kind of just 
when really intense shit happens, I kind of just push it down. Not push it down, but I guess I just don't really pay attention to it. And it seems like not a big deal. But then when I actually take a second to like think about it, 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 it like dawns on me. Um, so that was just, it was just, a, I was so glad that I was able to have someone to talk to about that because it just, um, and so in that therapy session, I kind of talked about a lot of stuff. First off, I have moved three times since I've moved to North Carolina. When I first got here, I got to an Airbnb, which was a trailer. It was really small, nothing big, nothing fancy. Um, it was tight. I had to keep all of my belongings in my car because there wasn't enough space. So for about a month, I had all of my stuff in the car and like it was filled to the top, like all my clothes, my electronics for work and everything. And so I literally looked like a homeless person. So every day when I would get in the car, (sighs) I would see the car and it was just like a little thin slightly thick layer of stress that was just on top of me at all times because I was just like, oh my God, like I would go to the gym, I'd have to like pull out clothes from the car and it was just so stressful. And then after I left the Airbnb, I moved to this other apartment. Actually, at the Airbnb... There's a couple other things that I feel like I should mention. It was an Airbnb trailer village. So this guy had set up a bunch of a bunch of trailers that were really old, and he was renting them out. It was really cool, like a little community. The shower was outside. The bathroom was in a room. It was like in an outhouse, and the washer was inside his house. So. It was a lot of like moving back and forth, like taking a shower outside and then like being eaten alive by mosquitoes and like having to walk back to my trailer, like in my towel. Like it was just, it was something. Um, Just like looking back on it, it was kind of hilarious. But then the next place I went to um, was just a regular townhouse, nothing special. I lived with this 40 year old guy named Ben and he was you know, by all appearances, fine. And I lived in the basement, big room. Um, I was very excited about it. I was finally like able to have my own room. But that didn't really work out all that well, because me and him had a dispute over how much I was able to cook, which is a weird dispute. But it, it got between us. Um, Hard. One day I was cooking and he was like, after about like 10 minutes or so of me cooking like an omelet or something, he like looked up, he's like, are you going to be cooking every single day? And I was like, yeah, like I'm not going to go out every single day. I'm not just going to eat frozen pizzas like a 12 year old. I didn't say that part, but, and he was like, oh, that's, that's going to be a problem. And I was like, oh, like, okay. He's like, yeah, the smell's bad. And. It's a lot of noise and the utilities are really expensive. So, um, like, are you going to be cooking? Like, and, and, and he was under the impression, he later told me that he was under the impression that I would be cooking only once a month. He was like, yeah, like I thought 
that's kind of what everybody did. Like I, I only cook like once a month, like because utilities are expensive and stuff. And I was like, no, no one does that. That's weird. And so he basically told me I had to leave by the end of the month, which quickly became by the 15th of October because he caught me cooking at night. God, <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about myself, like I'm using drugs or something, like I got caught, but really I was just cooking. There was like a moment where he, I was in the kitchen and I was making something probably not that good tasting because my food is all right. And I heard the garage door open. And I was like, he's here. So I tried to quickly finish up my meal as quickly as possible. And I heard him walking up the stairs and he walked and he looked at me. He's like, you're cooking again? I was like, yeah, like I have to eat. He's like, he's like, this is not working. I need you out by 10 days in 10 days. And I was like, fuck. All right. Is what it is. So there was a lot of tension with him in general, like, he said I could like use his um, like pants and stuff like that because I asked because I, I didn't have any of my own. And then later on, he was like, don't don't use it. So there was just a lot of tension with this guy. Um, so it just didn't really work out. And so I left and then I moved here to this place, which is closer to Raleigh, which is nice, really nice and close to the city, living with four guys, one of which is now gone because on the second day that I moved in, I lent him money i lent him two hundred dollars to be exact and i'm really stupid i know i know i know i'm so stupid for having done that um he came to my door and he was like yo like uh my girlfriend locked herself out of the car my wallet's in the car like can you help me pay for a tow truck and i was like all right like inside i was like oh god and i was like all right so I went to an ATM, I took out money for him, gave it to him. And that was only like 160 or something, right? And so then the next day he's like, yo, like I still don't have, I, I, my wallet's still in the car, can you help me pay my phone bill? And I was like, oh God. And and like I, just saying this, I'm like, stupid Alvaro. <laughs> like, didn't you learn your lesson the first time? But this was the next day, so I didn't think he was going to rip me off yet. So I was like, all right. So I gave him 20 bucks to pay his phone bill. Didn't think much of it. And as you can probably guess, he never paid me back. He made excuses after excuses, and it just never happened. Um, I tried to threaten him after about a, a week and a half. I was Because he just kept every day. It was excuses, excuses. And I was like, look, Wednesday... Like just this past Wednesday, I was like, look, man, give me my money or we're going to have problems. And he called me and he was like, yo, man, like I've been to prison, motherfucker. You don't know who the fuck I am. And he basically just kept cussing me out and he was telling me he was going to like beat the shit out of me and all this stuff. And it worked. It worked. Um, I know me saying that I could have beaten him up doesn't really convince anybody <laughs> considering the fact that I totally backed off. But like I was genuinely afraid being in North Carolina that this guy was just going to like take it too far. You know what I mean? Bring a knife, bring a gun. I don't know. People here have way more guns. So I was like, all right, whatever. Take it. Or I was like, all right, like whatever. And he was like, oh, I'll still pay you back though. 
And I was like, what? Well, like, you don't even need to do that. Long story short, he didn't pay me back. He's gone now. Now it's just three of us, four of us total. And uh, so, yeah, so the living situation has just been very tumultuous, but it's finally settled down. I have my own place and that's great. I mean, it's nice to be able to have a place to call home and a bed, dude. I did not sleep on an actual bed for like a month. So I'm sleeping like an angel these days. Now, all of this going on, I also have been having a new job, which, long story short, has been good. It's not my favorite job. It's not the most interesting work. But it's a good job. It pays really well. I've been learned a lot, and the coworkers that I work with are really nice when they're there because this is a very remote-based job, so people only come in about two or three days of the week at the office. So a lot of times I am by myself, which can get me a little bit sad and down but when they are there there's like a group of like five other 23 year olds that we just like have a blast and it's it's good like they're like nice guys like i they've invited me to go out and get a beer and um they're just really nice people um and obviously now that i'm like out of college i'm like trying or attempting to I guess, oh God, this is going to sound cheesy, but <clears throat> pursue my dreams. I'm doing air quotes right now. Pursue my dreams, which I don't really know what that is yet. Um, but I know that it's kind of like on the artistic side. Ugh, well, God, <laughs> got a hold of yourself. But no, seriously, I mean, with this podcast and and trying to do stand-up comedy and learning the guitar here and there where I can. Um, you know, I've got like a good amount of hobbies that to keep my hands full and to work on and to hopefully get better at. So that's all great because I have something to work towards. But I think the biggest struggle has been trying to juggle all of these things at once, right? So the job which takes up obviously most of my time and then trying to like work on these hobbies and also having to have looked for a new place to live takes up a lot of time. And also, I mean, I don't know if you guys like struggle with this, but like starting a social life from scratch has been, has been okay. It's been tough. It's been hard. Um, I haven't, made a ton of progress i also haven't made a ton of i've made some effort you know I, you know i i've joined a climbing gym and that's great because i get to go climbing and there's tons of people that are really nice um and some of my coworkers are chill but no i haven't really like made friends but that's okay i'm trying to be gentle with myself about that because like look it's only been a month i'm trying to like fucking figure my life out but like i said it's been tough to juggle all of these things at once um I think this is probably like the central struggle of my life is like juggling everything that I want to do at once and making time for everything. And man, it has been a lot. It's been really stressful. Um, I'm trying to be more gentle with myself. Um, but the reality is it's just I've been so busy and it it's hard not to be when you're trying to do all those things. Um, I just have to kind of like 
he's off the gas, which is something that like it's not necessarily easing off the gas, but like making active decisions with prioritizing what's more important and not just you know um feeling like I have to do all these things because my head tells me I have to even though that I don't really have to which I don't know if I'm really explaining it well but yeah prioritizing so like on a Saturday just trying to do one thing or two things nothing too crazy um because then if you line up too much stuff like you feel good about yourself if you do it but the expectations are so high that a you probably won't get all those goals done b if you do chances are you probably won't do those goals right or well in any way um so that's a win for nobody and there is no c but it would have been good if there was a c because three sounds better than two Um, so like another thing, another thing that I've been kind of trying to deal with is, um, also like breaking up with, or having, having parted ways with, um, my now ex-girlfriend, um, it was a mutual thing, which I feel like when people say that it doesn't, <laughs> I feel like that's, I feel like that's, it just says this is not like a believable thing, but it really was, it was it was a mutual thing. Um, she had her own thing and I don't want to talk too much about this and I had my thing. So we, we parted ways and it's the first relationship I've had that ended up ended in good terms. Um, most of the time I, I feel like relationships are supposed to be like, Oh, like you don't love me anymore. Like, Oh, like I'm done with you. And this is kind of that stuff. So like bad terms. So definitely tough to also be single, be far away from family, be far away from friends. Um, I'm trying to think about like what's kind of like what is like something good that's been keeping me going. Um, It's really just been like the hobbies Um, because every time I finish doing something like that, it usually makes me feel good about myself and that I'm like I'm doing something valuable with my time and stuff like that. And, you know, it's good to find value in your own presence, um, which is another thing that I've just been kind of doing a lot is being alone, not to sound like ugh, depressing or anything like that. But yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time by myself. Um, just going from place to place and yeah, like on weekends, like I, I, I guess I, I could be making more of an effort to like find events to go to, but I haven't. So what I've been doing a lot is like, I'll usually do go to an open mic or something like that and try out whatever, whatever material might come out of myself. And then I'll like go dancing by myself, which sounds like not that fun because generally going out is something you do with your friends so it's definitely been a little bit hard um because like you'll go out to a bar and like you'll start dancing by yourself and you just keep dancing by yourself and there's like no one to socialize with or talk to i mean sometimes you'll like catch eye with a really drunk person and they'll be like yeah man like you're doing a really good job dancing or they don't say that but they're like 
they're like, yeah, like, oh, like nice moonwalk, which I have a horrible moonwalk. They didn't say that. Um, but, you know, so drunk people are easier to socialize. So sometimes you'll get in a group and like Mo Bamba will come on. So you'll just jump with everybody. and It'll be fun. And you'll make small chit chat when you go get a water or something. But for the most part, um, weekends have been a solitary thing. Um, and like I go for hikes, which has also been a solitary thing. But I did find a Facebook group, which I think will be interesting. It's it's a Facebook group for people that want to go hiking with other people, um, which I think is going to be like a really sweet way to meet people because hiking is just great. And I've always said I wanted to do it, but I've never really done it. And to do it with other people and meet new people through that will be huge. So I think it kind of dawned on me today that like Facebook groups are kind of the way to go about all of this. Um, you know, cause you find like-minded people that are interested in the same things as you. And that's kind of like something I talked about with my therapist is like, God, I, it's really tough to, do a monologue like this there's like this impending thought in my head that this is just all terrible so if you've listened this far i i hope it isn't i hope that i am keeping you engaged and if not then 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 i'm that's okay that's okay i i think that the purpose of this episode is more just to like reflect on myself um yeah okay alvaro reflect on yourself I'm learning to let go of things that aren't good for me. <laughs> oh. I don't know where I was going with that. Right. So just like, I, th- it kind of, I was talking to my therapist about how you need to know what friends, like what you want out of your friends, right? Because now that you have a job and there's less time for you to have on your own, you need to like make sure that your friends are giving you want. Like, do you, so my therapist asked me, she's like, do you want a big group of friends? Do you want a small group of friends? Do you want this and that? And I was, I was like, I didn't have an answer. I didn't know. I hadn't thought about it. I was like, I don't know. Like, um, but the more I thought about it, I was like, since I have a lot less time, Oh god. Am I boring you, Alvaro? Uh yeah. That that's a joke, like because I yawned and I'm like saying to myself, I'm boring myself. It's like it's a funny joke. Alright. But yeah, you need to you need to know what you want out of friends. And I and I think what I want out of friends at this point is like I don't I don't think I need a big, big group. Although big groups have always been awesome because you always have plans. There's always somebody free. That's great. But I think what I would prefer is like three or four, three or four or five like good friends that were like tight. But I would say it would be nice if those friends were met through um, like hobbies that I want to improve on. So like, um, for example, say I play rugby, which I do not play rugby. Let me tell you right now. I would like, yeah, meet some friends through rugby and like 
they could teach me to be better and we could like hang out doing an activity that we both enjoy doing. And it's just much easier to build a relationship like that. Um, so like climbing is great cause I've been climbing a lot. Um, and it's just like a fun, good way to let out some steam. Uh, so also, yeah, like I said, just meeting friends through hobbies. That's like the best way. I think that's what I want because I also want friends that like push me to be better. Um, you know, but I mean, obviously like just chill people to hang out with and like be able to be real with and, um, be able to that just like care about you, um, and have your back, obviously. <sighs> well, I bet it sounded like I was going to cry there, but no, I was actually just boring myself yet again. So yeah. Boo. It's your narrator interrupting this podcast. And I have a message for you. And it reads, Meanwhile, in an ice cream store. Yes, hello, sir. How can I help you today? Yes, hello. Uh, my name is Baron Rodriguez. I would like a vanilla ice cream cone with rainbow sprinkles in a sugar cone. Okay, Mr. Rodriguez, would that be all? I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> I don't mean to make a big deal out of this, but I couldn't help notice that you'd called me Mr. Rodriguez. Yeah? Is there something wrong with that? I, I prefer to be called Baron Rodriguez. Now, if it isn't too much trouble, I'd like my vanilla ice cream cone with rainbow sprinkles. Look, sir, I don't really feel comfortable calling you that. Um, I'm not going to call you that. Do you, do you still want this vanilla ice cream cone with rainbow sprinkles? I don't understand what is so difficult about calling me Baron Rodriguez. Everybody calls me Baron Rodriguez. Sir, if, if you don't stop, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Do you have any idea who I am? I'm Baron Rodriguez. I'm the third best podiatrist in the tri-state area. Don't you know that? Don't you know who I am? No. My father built this country's podiatry industry in the tri-state area. Don't you know that? Who cares after your feet? Sir, that's it. We're going to have to ask you to go. Get out of here. I won't leave until you call me Baron Mendoza. Unhand me, wench. Leave me alone. Ugh. I didn't want your ice cream anyways. Stupid. Baron Rodriguez. Girl. Wow. Um, I should probably tell you guys, uh, Baron Rodriguez filed a lawsuit against every single dairy maid in the United States and was subsequently banned from every single dairy made in the United States and all neighboring soft serve ice cream dispensing chains. When people heard about the lawsuit, no one ever called him Baron Mendoza again. And this drove him to a point of insanity, really. 
three months later, Baron Mendoza killed himself. No one ever heard from him again. Now back to the podcast. Coming to North Carolina, one really big change that has kind of happened to me is my relationship with my family. Um, not so much my entire family, but I mean, I'm closer. I, I talk a lot more with my mom and I'm trying to talk a lot more with my sister, but I, I haven't really cap done that. Um, but really who I'm talking about is my dad. Um, I don't know. I guess I've just been enjoying talking to him a lot more recently. Like, I think I just started like asking him for advice and stuff like that. And now that I'm here in North Carolina, it just seems like whenever I'm in a bad situation and I call him and I ask him, he has like a good answer. Um, or like, or just like good advice. Um, like he's been very persistent about the fact that I, I need to be kind to myself because um, I tend to be a little bit harsh and intense and have really high expectations for myself. And he's been very reinforcing of that, of like, dude, just chill. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, be kind to yourself. Enjoy this. Um, which reminds me of a Billy Joel song that I wanted to talk about on the pod, but I won't play on the pod because of copyright. Um, it's a song called Vienna by Billy Joel. Uh, all of my friends who know me or most of my friends who know me will probably know that I really like that song because it talks a lot about how like sometimes when we're really young and we have really high aspirations, we overwork ourselves and like over stretch ourselves because there's almost like this angst to pursue our dreams and be successful and live a happy life that we're just like tense and just going too hard and then we just miss the whole point of like being alive and being young is to like enjoy life and like be able to be energized and young and youthful and do stupid things and go on adventures um so he's been very like like uh, not uh, not on me about that because that i feel like goes against the message but it's more just like hey just be chill with yourself like you don't need to be super intense with yourself you don't need to like do this and that like just Take a breath, calm down, um, which has been super helpful um, because, yeah, like I, I'm a, I, I am repeating myself here. <laughs> I know I am. So I'm going to just move on. But yeah, we've gotten a lot closer, which has been really good. He's He's just been very helpful, especially when I had to fucking deal with this asshole that I lent money to. Um, he was... You know, helpful. Although his advice for that wasn't the greatest, he was the one that actually told me to to threaten him, and that did not go over well. Um, thankfully, nothing bad happened, and he's gone. So I need to take I need to take everybody's advice with a grain of salt. Um, but overall, we've just gotten a lot closer, and it's made me really, really. Oh my God, Alvaro! Gosh, am I bored? Okay, I'm not gonna do that joke three times in a row, but. He has, I've really started to appreciate him. Um, and I mean like down to like every conversation and every like second I, I talk to him. Because now that I'm very vulnerable and I'm here in North Carolina by myself and, and he's been so helpful, it's made me realize he's old. 
like old. He's 78. Like he's an old man. So it it really makes me think about how like how how valuable it is to be able to talk to him and to get access to all of the experience that he's had. Ah, uh, yeah. But I think overall like cuz I mean it sounds dark, but he he could die any moment. I mean, we all could, but he really could die at any moment. And so any conversation any conversation with him could be the last. So it kind of like got me in this super like meta, like I'm not to get too deep with you guys. I, I don't mean to make this all like philosophical and deep or whatever, but um, I think realizing that and then also just like reading about the fucking news, like the world is crazy right now. Like, like fucking floods in Palestine that are just destroying. I'm sorry. Wow. Not Palestine. I think it's Pakistan. Good God. Am I getting this completely? Don't quote me on this. Okay. But basically there's a lot of really bad climate disasters happening. And it's just like everything feels like it's just going to shit. Right as we're fucking getting into the world. And so, like, I got super stressed about that, and I was like, oh, my God, like, like, what if we don't have enough food to live? And I just, I, I, I got too stressed out about it. Um, but then I kind of, like, realized, I was like, all that shit can happen all the time. Like, climate change isn't anything new. Like, a fucking meteor could hit the Earth at any second. We would all instantly be destroyed. Or, I don't know, something like there's just so much shit that could happen all the time. But I think climate change is like kind of making me realize how not invincible we are and how fucking like powerless we are. We're like, we're, we're a fucking joke. We're a fucking speck of dust. And, um, that's super dark and that sucks. But I think there's like a really, really positive side to that which is that it makes you appreciate everything like everything so much more like i would i would be talking to my dad outside and like just being on a porch on like an afternoon talking to him was like bliss because you know it can be the last time you could talk to him it's a in it you know it's a beautiful day and like things might not always be like that and you have a stable job and a house and that could also be disappeared any second so it's like all of a sudden you you your expectations are pulverized and you're just all of a sudden like almost like taking oh god i'm getting too mad i'm really sorry about this guys i don't mean to take it too deep but you you're almost like taking in life like like it's like one drop at a time or like it's like you're listening to it like a song or something like you're 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 just so much more present with it because it can be gone at any second and it makes me worry a lot less about a lot of other shit like what i need to get done and everything because 
when you're just like I, I am, a, I I have a job that pays well. I have a home that keeps me warm. I have food. I have clean water. I have education. I have a financial backing for my parents. I have, I have everything. I have so much stuff. And it's just, I don't know. I just think it's really important to like reflect on that. Yeah. So good God. I am so sorry for shoving that in your ears. Hopefully it went out the other end. (laughs) No, I mean, but I think it's important. And to add like a last thing to that is like, like being an adult now and like being responsible for myself and like realizing how sketchy the world can be and how crazy it is and all of the stuff. And like, also just like thinking about crazy shit, like, like I could get a disease. I could die. I could just get hit by a car. I could whatever, like literally anything could go wrong at any second and be over. And it's just like, oh, damn. I'm lucky to have even gotten this far. <laughs> Considering the dumb shit I've done, I mean, I've literally stuck my finger in a blender. I mean, come on, Alvaro. I've just done so much ridiculous shit like that should have just gotten me killed. <laughs> Not that the blender thing would have gotten me killed, but, you know. So all in all, This transition to North Carolina has it's it's been a lot in stressful ways. I think I've just I, I think it's in a lot of ways it's been really, really hard. Um and like I miss my family so much and coming home to my friends, like God, I miss it. But I also know that, like, it's only been a month. Um, and, I mean, it hasn't even been that bad. Like, like I'm already meeting people and I'm working on myself. Um, I'm working on myself. I'm learning to let the things go. Wait, what was the thing? Okay, right now I'm just picturing a picture of steps in the sand like footprints in the sand and like a girl walking away from the picture and the caption is like learning to walk away from the things that aren't good for me so that's me guys i'm learning to walk away from the things that aren't good for me (laughs) but yeah i mean i'm looking forward to where this is going to take me um i don't know where I don't even know if I'll be in North Carolina for a long time. Um, for the time being, yes. Um, but I'm ready. Let's get it. Oh, God. Let's not end the podcast on that. Let's get it. God, Chad. Shut up. <laughs> oh. But it, it's a good experience. I mean, it learns... It, 
moving here has just taught me to like kind of watch out for myself and be careful and be responsible, um, which is not something that I always do. So for anybody that's considering going to another place and worried about all that, it's like you will figure it out. You will find friends. You will do all that stuff. Um, I haven't found friends yet, but I'm working on it. Like all of it will settle down and like you'll be a stronger person for it. You won't regret it. Um, You just have to be like proactive. You just have to take active steps to make your life better. Um, so yeah, I hope that this has been helpful, um, or not even helpful or just entertaining or something. Um, but yeah, so that's it for me, folks. Anyways, that's actually it for me. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Wait, don't stop the podcast. There's one more piece of this podcast, and I'm going to call this segment Trying to Be Funny. Trying to be funny. Alvaro, are you going to attempt to make your listeners laugh? Yeah, I am. And that's really all I can say. If you don't laugh, I won't know because this is a podcast and I can't hear your reactions. So, in your face. Without further ado me trying to be funny i used to uh work in boston one day i went to a real estate office to look at the listings one bed one bath you know just to see it was really expensive 3400 and it went all the way up to almost four thousand dollars for just a one bed one bath i looked out of the lower left side and next to that listing was a penis I didn't recognize it was a penis at first. So I stared at it for 30 seconds. I realize now that I have never with unwavering focus stared at another man's penis for such an extended period of time and with so much curiosity. I mean, God damn. I'm sorry I'm saying penis so much. I promise I'll use a different word next time. Finally, though, I realized that it was attached to a large, pantsless, homeless man right by the real estate window. A real estate office is probably the last place I would expect to see a homeless man's penis. It was ridiculous. It makes me think about how in 30 years, cities are gonna be completely abandoned. And I know, it sounds crazy, but they're expensive, remote work is now possible, and there's so many weird people. That's why I am going to start my own city. Alvaro, have you thought this through at all? The name of this city will be Ukraine. <laughs> but not with an I, with a Y. <laughs> the first step is to buy a big piece of land in Wyoming. Now I looked it up. Wyoming has the smallest population out of any state in the United States, which is perfect for Operation Whiteboard Race, which is an initiative 
to remove all 581,384 people that live, I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to say remove, relocate. <laughs> now there's one problem with this plan. How am I gonna get the money to do this? And how am I gonna get the military resources to carry this out? Now I don't wanna say defrauding the US government, because really what I'm doing is I'm applying for financial forgiveness or aid or whatever. I feel good about my chances. With this money, I will hire the biggest mercenary force that has ever been put together in the history of the world off of Craigslist. <laughs> and together, we will work, and hopefully with your support, we will shoot all 581,384 people that live in Wyoming an email that contains all of the which is therapy, a new, new place to work, and a new house. Once they're gone, I will build a massive housing complex, and I will open it up for free housing for all homeless people of all backgrounds. I will harvest the lands to provide food for the city, for, for the people of my city, and I will foster community and trust, which in today's world is in really short supply. Now, I don't support military dictatorship. I think it's a little bit too far. But in a city of homeless people, I don't have a lot of options. I don't know if you know this, but Wyoming has a massive population of mountain lions and bears. Now, once I run out of money to pay for my mercenary forces, I'm gonna have to train with my bare hands a group of mountain lions and bears to rule over my city of homeless people. So that's it, that's my plan, to develop a military dictatorship in Wyoming that governs over homeless people with mountain lions and black bears. That sounded like a better idea in my head. Thank you.